obedient, mindless zombies. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. I'm gonna eat your brains. Okay. <laughs> so that I won't become mindless anymore. No, the thing is. <laughs> so just a lame joke. Yeah. No, the thing is. Uh, first of all, my brains is uh, larger than your portion size. So you're gonna have to eat them over the course of several days. Oh yeah. Based on your diet. Mm. So. Well, I that's good. I cannot eat. Yeah, I cannot eat it at a time. Yeah. Well, maybe you could. I don't know. Human brain matter is not that much, right? Is it? Was it? this rom-com I watched long time ago where the zombies were supposed to eat the brains and the brain was the basically the best part. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Very interesting tidbit. <laughs> tidbit. Well, the zombies and the brains. Hmm. Let's, uh, let's go back here. Some of the criticisms. Let's just open the... I was just thinking of how... Like, why would he think that you are pretending to have a wife or a girlfriend? Like, how would you do that if... Okay, if you were pretending to have a wife, would you hire someone or... See, you have to realize that whenever someone criticizes you in a comment, they're projecting what they would do if they were in your position. That's That's the best part about reading these comments is because... The moment that person comments, they reveal yeah. themselves. Yeah, it's it's like how, uh, what's their true nature, what's their capability, yeah. how what, they think. What most yeah. people do is they don't play comment poker. Mm. So okay. most people don't play comment poker. What that means is in poker, you hide your hand. Mm -hmm. You don't show people what cards you have. Yeah. The whole point is to make people think you have a different set of cards than you do, mm. right? Or just make them, make everything about your... Uh, perception completely unpredictable mm. yeah so they have to make everything about their uh, perception unpredictable and in order to do that they cannot be consistent what these people what most people do when they comment is that they reveal their own natures plainly so whenever someone says oh you're doing this because of this, if, I, if I'm in some scenario and they're critiquing me, it means that if they themselves were in that situation, that's what they would do. Mm. That's why they're critiquing me for that. It's not that they'd want to do that. That's their negative thing. Meaning if they were to do something negatively, that's how it would manifest. Okay. So if that person, if he didn't have a relationship and he wanted to make other people think he did have a relationship, that's what he would do. He'd make a YouTube video in which he's pretending... Because you shame other people based on things you think are negative, right? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he wouldn't do that, but if he was in a negative position, he'd do that. So that's how he shames. What I do is I don't shame people with my negatives. Because first of all, that wouldn't work. Because if you're demographically less prevalent, if you're not the majority masses thing, they're not going to relate to your shaming, first of all. Yeah. Not, it's going to go over their heads. Mm -mm. Second of all, it's not effective. You have to shame people... With their, their pain, with their pain points. Yeah. So the irony is that when he makes that comment, it's not my pain point. My pain point isn't public ridicule. Yeah, your pain point pain point is known by you own. Exactly. Well, that that's one thing because I don't lead with my pain points, mm. right? Because when I when I respond to people, I don't respond to them based on my positions. Positions you you report them on on their the pain comments, points. yeah. Because their pain points are prevalent. And they're they're known because yeah. generally most people are fall into the the normie category. Right? Yeah. And if they don't, 
then they generally it's pretty obvious with their comments anyways. yeah and if they if they don't they generally uh work well with me so they're g- generally not antagonistic towards me so i don't need to figure that out yeah so the common threads of of shaming are through some kind of physical he's short he's unmarried yeah some kind like of that. success-based attribute that the the average person deems valuable yeah yeah so that's uh that's the comment poker but let's see let's see some instances of comment poker and then see how you can respond to them so this this one's interesting his man is clearly better educated than the woman he married her man i think he meant to say but her man or this man maybe he said mm. yeah so this man is clearly better educated than the woman he married and gets off intellectually masturbating in front of her to feel superior and influential okay so for, first of all all men are better educated than women like in the sense that not based on degrees but or maybe not all men maybe not this guy but <laughs> generally speaking most men have more intellectual capacities than women yeah so that's that's a known thing okay so if if we were to conceptualize what intellectual masturbation would be to feel superior that would be the equivalent of you saying to me hey look i have boobs and you don't that doesn't make any sense right no because doesn't. breasts are an exclusively feminine characteristic although some, yeah character. so if you display that you don't feel superior similarly if i display my intelligence which is first of all what what do you mean display intelligence right when you talk you use the words that you want to use and use the ideas the display aspect only happens so he's he's revealing a little bit about himself mm. he thinks that if he were to talk like me it would be a display for him it would be a display because yeah. he doesn't actually talk like that yeah right? makes sense that's why that sorry had that misconception that all men are not as intelligent as they are maybe that's why she thought like that why because of what because like normally men don't talk like that right yeah that's true yeah oh yeah there are differences there's outlaw there's a a distribution of no, men no men uh, i feel like men talk a bit dumbing down themselves in front of women yeah 100% they just yeah. don't want to most men don't want to deal with discussions with women they don't have yeah, the patience and, or time and women are not interested in those kind of discussion discussions anyways exactly and most men do not have the capacity to have those discussions with a woman in a way which makes them interested yeah or in the same way they would with the other guys discussion yeah. with other guys they would not have in the same way as with women even if the woman is really intelligent well i would argue whatever. that guys who are effective at discussing with other men should be effective with men too but maybe that's not necessarily true yeah sort of true because you discuss stuff with me and you discuss stuff with farhan the same stuff the same way yeah, yeah so i don't change my approach mm. i mean there's like differences in humor and stuff but like uh, you dumb it down a bit maybe <laughs> no no i don't dumb it down i explain it better yeah you do yeah so i don't ne- i don't never i never try to change the i don't do like oh this is the grade 1 version this is the grade 2 version i don't do that yeah i will i will give you an explanation i close the inferential gap you know the steps inferential distance i don't know if you heard that but basically everyone is a few steps away and you have to know how many steps away they are and oh, you yeah, have to start from the first step You explain that to me. Yeah. Before. Some people don't like 
Because in order for you, think of it like there's this flight of stairs. You have to descend all the steps and then get that person and then hold their hand and bring them up all the way. So some people are lazy, conversational. Yeah. So they don't oh, want to descend. They're like, just come up here. Come up here. And, and then, they'll be like, it's this one. And then, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And then, yeah. So now the other assumption is that, uh, well, first the assumption is that by doing this kind of speech or having this kind of speech, my goal is to feel superior and influential. That's... So here, the assumption is that you're I, not. Yeah, the assumption is that I'm not into. I'm not superior and influential. First of all, but there's also that I have a desire to feel superior. And once again, it re, it reveals yeah, his point of view. Yeah, because he, most men do desire to feel superior. So they they do things like voice deepening. So like there was one guy who responded to that masculinity compensation thing. It's like, oh, I do this too, you know. So he, but he was acknowledging that it's a weakness in him. So if he's around a girl or someone, maybe he's, he seemed like a high school or a college kid. But Probably, yeah. yeah, so he would artificially deepen his voice. So he's thinking that I'm speaking like this to make myself seem more masculine in front of you. Which is ironic because generally, from the masses' perspectives, talking in a, in a more intellectual way is less masculine. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't even make sense, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing. Which one is it? If you talk nerdy, you're being masculine. If you talk dumb, you're being masculine. Like, choose. Yeah. You know, make up your mind. Yeah. So. I, I feel like men who talks intellectually are, uh, women see, women like that a lot. Yeah, well, it, the point is, it doesn't matter if they like it or not. Yeah. Because the man is not doing it to make the woman like Women him. like them, yeah. Yeah, but that's just the consequence. Mm. Right. So you shouldn't be, if you're doing things based on what you think women like, then you're a retard. And I think Well, not just I a retard, you're emasculated. I, I think when uh, men do the deepening of the voice, women can tell as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, 100% they can tell. And they find it like really cringe. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, women have, uh, women's cringe detection, well, not all women. No. But, but let's say women's cringe detection for other people is good. But they fail at their own cringe. Because yeah. I think some of these women, like they look, they fail at detecting their own lack of femininity mm. and just their own like dress appearance and talking cringe. But they can detect cringe in men very, mm. very well. Whereas men, one would think that they should be able to detect cringe in men and women. But that's also an idealism, a naive idealism. We could talk about this manipulation thing. A lot of these guys got hung up on the fact that I used the word. Manipulation? Or, was that me or Farhan? One of us, whoever was in the short. We I think used the, it was you and me. Yeah, that, that I used the word manipulate as opposed to influence. Now, I specifically use the word manipulate because I don't think I just influenced you. Influencing is a bit more hands-off. Mm. Manipulation is... is like when you're doing something and then you motivate the other person to do the same thing or you want them to do that thing. Yeah, so influence implies that nothing based on Western ideas, nothing that's against uh, politeness was used. Manipulation does not have that same courtesy. So if I want you to do something, I'm not going to just politely ask you to do it. I'm going to do a combination of whatever, emotional, guilt, uh, psychological, whatever, all the things needed to make you do the thing that you should be doing. Because if I just go by influence, it's not going to work. <laughs> if women were that easy to influence, none of these men would have these problems. There wouldn't be divorce rape. 
There wouldn't be all these single women taking half the money if it was that easy to just... In- no, you have to manipulate them. It's like, it's like playing an instrument, right? You can't just get good at playing guitar. You have to be willing to put a certain amount of force and energy into the strings. Mm-hmm. You have to manipulate the instrument. You can't just be passive. Well, I'll influence it just by... I'll, give, I'll send good vibes to it and eventually I'll become a better guitar player. No, you have to, you have to get calloused. You know, you have to get the, the finger calluses. You gotta, yeah, blood, sweat, and tears. Well, maybe no tears, but what do you think of the idea of a sex slave? Is there, do you think there's anything inherently wrong with being a sex slave? It's a concubine, basically. <laughs> uh, Why are you laughing? Is that a funny, is that a funny thing? It's offensive. Of, you shouldn't really laugh. Not really funny. It's a sad thing, but... What's so sad about it? It depends on the situation of the okay, woman. Okay, think about it. As a sex slave, basically means you do whatever your husband asks you to, and you get sex. Isn't that basically our arrangement? How is it different? What's What's the problem here? I want to see. I want to see if you can understand why the West is triggered by this idea. The West is triggered by this idea because of their history of how they treated their own slaves. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Mm. So slavery is colored by the idea of How exploitation. Treat, yeah. yeah. And so so that's the one half of the word, sex slave. But what about the first half? So slavery has a negative connotation. What about sex? Do you think that has a negative connotation? Yeah, in the West. Exactly. Say, yeah. yeah. They they think it's like this dirty little thing only. Yeah. So they're sexually repressed and physically oppressed. Yeah. And that's what creates this allergy to the word sex slave. Because if you think about it, a slave is someone who works for you. And you basically work for me. And sex is not just the physical act. Sex subsumes love. Because hmm. you don't have sex with people you don't love. Yeah. Ideally, generally. Ideally, generally like yeah. the implicit, in, the implicit assumption. Yeah. Relationship in a normal healthy relationship. Yeah. yeah. The assumption when the word sex is used should be that it's a positive instance of that term. If I say I'd like to have a banana, is the assumption that the banana is spoiled? Is it rotten or is no, it ripe and fresh? Nice yeah, so do I have to qualify the term banana with the word ripe every time? It's like, oh, don't eat rotten fruit. If I say I want to have a banana and someone says, no, stop eating rotten fruit. Does that make any sense? No. It only makes sense if that guy lives in a world where all bananas, bananas are, are rotten. Right. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of rotten bananas here. A lot of sexual innuendos. With the bananas. Rotten bananas and rotten grapefruit. So these terms are only charged, and obviously I understand that they perceive it that way. But in instead of explaining this, you got to just have a little bit of fun, you know? Mm, so, yeah. True. The explanation is for people who have, people who are able to reserve their judgment and listen to at least one episode. Or ask a genuine question. It's like, what did you, did you mean that by sex slave? What do you mean? Mm. Yeah. Because you got to assume the best in people, right? If you actually believe that I'm a guy who actually believes in sexual exploitation and slavery and this is how I'm, uh, like I, I have a, a whip and I'm actually whipping my wife. If you believe that, then there's something wrong with you mentally, right? Yeah. It means you're mentally retarded in, in like the, the most technical sense. like you sense. have that capability to do that stuff if you were well, everyone, allowed. Well, everyone has that capability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone has that. It's actually the, it's actually the opposite. That person thinks that he is not capable of that. Yeah. It's actually the reverse. You flipped yeah. it. Yeah. So those who think they are not capable of crimes usually end up 
committing them because the idea of the crime can surprise them. Those who do not have a firm grasp of what they're capable of, those are the people that are most easily manipulated. Because if you know what you can potentially do, then you can guard against guard. it. You can only protect yourself against an enemy that is known. So in this yeah. case, the enemy is your own capacity for evil. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what your capacity for evil is, how can you guard against it? There's no precautions you can take. Mm -hmm. Or forget that you don't know, but you deny that you would ever be able to, able do, that. to do that. Yeah. Then what happens is when you actually do that, you perceive it in a completely different way. You don't perceive it as a crime. You perceive it as like a, a good act. Like I'm saving the world. I'm helping society by doing this. Because in your mind, you've already convinced yourself that it's I'm incapable crime, yeah. I'm incapable of, uh, of negative behavior or harmful acts or immoral behavior. I'm incapable because, because I'm a good person. I'm a good person. So they define themselves that way. And then and that they leads... They justify everything they do. Yeah, because now they've labeled themselves with the concept of a hero or a savior or... You know, it's a God complex, a hero complex, self-righteousness, whatever you want to call it. And then whatever they do by definition to themselves and their subconscious and conscious is just a positive act. Yeah, I think that's what probably happened to the soldiers. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happens in most of these genocidal scenarios. They convince themselves. But I think a lot of the people know that what they're doing is wrong at some level, but they deny that. They deny that for their own sanity. Yeah, I mean, if, they, if they're confronted with that reality, they would go insane. Yeah, like that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Where the soldier was like... Exactly. Oh and that was a metaphor because it was kind of making them look insane too because the monsters, right? The yeah. hallucinations, yeah. The, you're talking about the soldier episode, right? Yeah. Where the all the normal episode. people were looking like monsters, monsters to them because of their helmets. Yeah, because of their helmets or something, yeah. Yeah. Or chip went in their brain Yeah, but the, the funny thing or the irony in that is that what Black Mirror does with technological uh, scenarios is what the technology is a metaphor for the human condition. So Black Mirror is not saying... Society's condition. Yeah, Black Mirror isn't saying, hey, you need to be worried about a future in which these helmets are created. No, the helmet no, is a metaphor, a metaphor for society. the human mind. Yeah. This is already happening. Yeah. But that metaphor needs to be explicit so that people can actually understand it. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people think Black Mirror is about technology. It's not about technology. No way. It's yeah. about social norms and what's happening in a society and how people are behaving. Yeah. So and, and the kind of people who think it's about technology, they're the people who need to understand the message of it the most. Or the people who think that it's a distant future. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A, a, a distant technological future. That was a pretty natural conversation. Kind of just stopped. Because I stopped. Because you stopped. Because I'm talking to myself here. You You helped a little bit. A little bit. As much as an INFP can help. Yeah, well, I don't think you can blame your type. Yeah, or introverted type. Or English as a second language. Yeah, type. I think that's the main issue. That's what it is. The English as a second language makes it harder. Yeah, well, I mean, you're outclassing some of these first language men, so there's that. But that's a low standard. That's a low bar. <laughs> low bar squats. Yeah, the low bars. The thing is, the standards are so low. The low, the bar is so low that the normal is like wow. Yeah, that's what it is. So here, this is a this is a paragraph from uh, this is by Dorothy Sayers, that woman who wrote the 
Lost Tools of Learning, which I read with you a long time ago. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And you remember understanding it? It wasn't that complicated, yeah. So here she's, she calls it the six other sins. Because most people, when they think of sin, they just think of promiscuity, sexuality. They don't think of other sins. So that's why she calls it the six other deadly sins. There are two main reasons for which people fall into the sin of luxuria, lust. So it may be through sheer exuberance of animal spirits. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Like they're just, you know. Want to have sex? Yeah, they just want to have, they're horny. In, in which case, a sharp application of the curb may be all that is needed to bring the body into subjection and remind it of its proper place in the scheme of... So I think that's... I don't know what she means by a sharp application of the curb, but I think she's, she's like just saying you just stop yourself. it. Yeah, yeah, control it, curb it. I'm assuming, unless I'm missing the English here. So, I think that's what I understood. Yeah. Too. Now, or, and this is what... That's one reason why a man, a man can be lustful. But the other reason is... And this is commonly what happens in periods of disillusionment like our own. When philosophies are bankrupt and life appears without hope, so men and women may turn to lust in sheer boredom and discontent. So now this is like the whole uh, guy who's gone to school for 12 years and then is in university. So just boredom, discontent, no prospects of getting married, no relationships. So he's turning to lust out of sheer boredom and discontent because his life is meaningless. He has nothing to do. Exactly. He needs to There's get married no... and start a family and do things that he needs to do. Have creative mm. ideas. Or yeah. Whatever. Like. Well, even the work should be interest. creative. Yeah. He shouldn't be a corporate wage slave. From who's... nine to five, who was just working for. Yeah. Or in university with, a bigger house. with debt and no family. It's, yeah. yeah. So that's what she's saying now. Now she's saying when that is the case, when it's boredom and discontent, trying to find in it some stimulus which is not provided by the drab discomfort of their mental and physical surroundings. So their mental and physical surroundings. So they live in physical scenarios, uh, situations which are drab and discomforting and their mental landscape is also discomforting. Now, when that yeah. is the case, stern rebukes and restrictions are worse than useless. So in this case, you know, like typical religious scholars will, yeah, will give do the, this. Yeah, yeah, don't do this. Because they, they misdiagnose the... And I've, I've mentioned this in earlier episodes. That the whole consumption of pornography is not due to obscenity. The reason men are doing that is because, because they're, they're not getting married. Well, they're not having relationships and their lives are meaningless. Yeah. It has less to do with, oh, this guy's extremely perverted or something. And he, yeah, that has nothing to do yeah, with so it. So much sex drive or something like that. Yeah. Usually those guys are, are weaker sexually because they just are not living lives that are physically and mentally active. Mm. So. It is as though one were to endeavor to cure anemia by bleeding. So anemia is when you already don't yeah. have enough blood, right? It's when the blood clotting... Doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah. So it only reduces further an already impoverished vitality. So now the mournful and medical aspect of 20th century pornography and promiscuity, that's a great line, the mournful and medical aspect. So it's almost like a depressed, sad thing that they're consuming. And medical, it's like a medication. It's not like a... Uh, like some party that's going on. Mm, right? Pornography and is a bunch of depressed guys. It, yeah. yeah. And they're using the bomb of uh, temporary pleasure to hide their, to mask their sadness and discon discontent with but life. isn't that like in nowadays in their society, this is like a normal thing that people should do it. It's just kind of like... No, no, I don't think... Well, maybe in popular culture it's phrased that way, but we're talking about the reality of it. Yeah. Right? So we're not talking about what some 21-year-old bimbo SJW girl from university with a journalism degree is writing 
mm-hmm. on CNN or BuzzFeed. Yeah. Because that is, that's a whole different discussion about a whole different set of sins. <laughs> that's, speed, yeah, yeah, but it has no relevance to pornography at all because she has. Yeah. Yeah. So this suggests that we have reached one of these periods of spiritual depression. So where people go to bed because they have nothing better to do. Mm. And that's why there's this obsession with getting laid because they have nothing better to do. One night stands, their entire life thrust becomes that. Yeah. Have as many sexual partners as possible before you settle down or something like that. Yeah. And it's not due to a, a hyper-sexualized world. It's due to a, a depressed, spiritually depressed. Isn't that those guys do as well? Like, you gotta, your words is like how many women you had. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they think mm. it that way. In other words, the regrettable moral laxity the regrettable moral laxity of which respectable people complain may have its root cause not in luxuria at all. I Meaning, get that. so the regrettable moral laxity. So moral laxity to be lax in something is to be loose, to be weak. Yeah, they're right? they're failing. Lacking, yeah. yeah, they're failing in morality. So they're regrettable. It's something that they regret. So the thing that people complain about that they're regretting that there's this moral bankruptcy happening in society, which respectable people like the you know, the the speakers on some podium, like religious speakers or like societal commenters, they're saying, oh, we live in such sexually perverted times where there's obscenity everywhere, you know. Yeah. They, they, what they're complaining about, the root cause is not in lust. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what he's trying to mean. But in some other of the sins of society and may automatically begin to cure itself when that root cause is removed. And we yeah, talk about the this... people were more interested in their own lives and they were more creative yeah and and that's where all the other sins come into we're not going to go into all of those we can save that for some other episode but the point is that once those sins are corrected then lust auto corrects but the focus is not on those other sins because those sins are financially lucrative for corporations mm. so they're going to pl- put the blame on them and say hey stop doing this and this while we line our pockets with the wealth from social media platforms and, you know, just having those things accessible, which make you not creative, not productive, not have good family lives, the governmental structures, all these structures that facilitate your spiritual destruction. Working from nine to five. Yeah, yeah. tons of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So all of that. And we can we can discuss those. Sending kids yeah. to school and without parents and stuff. Yeah, there's so many layers here. It's just everything about society is optimized to create as much dependencies on all these sins as possible and then hide how those dependencies are actually or hide where those dependencies are so they want everyone to be lustful greedy sloth uh, gluttonous envious prideful all all the sins they want them to be all that but they don't want them to know why that's the case and how that's the case so they misattribute the actual causes of lust, the actual causes of envy. Well, first of all, they redefine what all of those mean. They invert the sins. And then even their inversions are misattributed to false causes. So you're you're at a point where it would be incredibly difficult to pull these people out. You cannot. All you can do is pull yourself out if you're lucky. Mm. You can't unplug anyone from the matrix when you're still plugged in. 